Welcome to the CG Zest Wellness Podcast. Hey everyone, good day. This is Nathan Kolar from the CG Zest Wellness team. And for this podcast episode, we thought we would take a different perspective and speak to the employer perspective, which is all about how can we help companies create wellness programs for their employees. So in the insurance industry, this can be called the plant sponsor perspective. And so for our wellness team, when we're working with organizations, we use best practices and resources from organizations such as Walcoa, the Wellness Council of America. And so in particular, Walcoa has a resource called the Well Workplace Checklist with a number of benchmarks, which act as best practices, which we're always teaching to companies and helping them implement. And so we thought it'd be fantastic to have a representative from Walcoa on the podcast. And that's certainly what we have for this podcast episode. So for this episode, our guest is Maggie Goff, who is the Chief Operating Officer the COO for Walcoa, and she certainly understands the complexity of corporate wellness and the needs of professionals and employees in order to support adequately. And so her role at Walcoa is all about ensuring members and our CGs as well as team members, our members of the Walcoa community, receive stellar service and build sustaining connections as a community. So overall, this podcast episode is learning more about Walcoa, the Well Workplace Checklist, and giving us the inspiration and practical steps in order to build healthy workplace wellness programs for our employers and then building stronger communities as a result. So with that said, it was a pleasure interviewing Maggie, and here is the podcast episode. <laughs> Hey, Maggie, welcome to the CG Zest Wellness Podcast. Hi, I'm really glad to be here. We're excited to have you. And the whole context of this is that our CG Zest Wellness team uses and learns from, I should say, WELCOA, the Wellness Council of America. And we use the Well Workplace Checklist when we're sharing best practices with clients. And so we thought it'd be amazing to have you on to hear from you in terms of sharing what Walcoa is all about, what the Wal- workplace checklist is about, and then I have a few other questions we'll get into. And so do you mind if we begin with going broad and just ask Walcoa, you're, you're involved in Walcoa, but what is, the, what is the Wellness Council of America all about? Yeah, so our job is to improve the lives of all working people, which is a really nice and lofty goal. But the way that we intend to improve the lives of all working people is to ensure that workplaces are designing work for well-being. So what we do as a nonprofit is we ensure that we are helping organizations understand the ways in which they need to develop and the ways in which they need to best support their employees to really ensure the thriving of each individual employee that works for them. And I love that phrase. I wrote it down right away. You said designing work for well-being. 
really yeah. like that. That's a, that's a nice phrase there. Well, it's important for us just to make a quick distinction because workplace wellness for probably the past two decades has really been a medicalized model, which has focused on the behavior of the individual employee and has focused very little on the environment in which that employee is functioning. And what we know is that we can't expect an individual to change um, a lot when their environment is not one that's designed for them to thrive. And when you think about an organization and asking business leaders to create these changes, what we're doing is giving them solutions that are really within the locus of their control. You know, anyone, if I used to have an, a boss that would say, if we could have paid for employees' health by now, we would have done that. <laughs> um, and so this is really about helping the businesses understand the ways in which they can support an employee's thriving. Amazing. Um, and, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, we, we, we learn this from Walcoa and there's all these resources, but especially Walcoa made this awesome resources for organizations to actually practically, you know, check themselves in terms of, are they following best practices? What are those best practices? And actually giving themselves a score, kind of being the, the well workplace checklist, which is a phenomenal resource from Walcoa. Can you um, share with the audience the what the Wall Workplace Checklist is all about? Sure. So one of the things that we know is really challenging. I mean, when you say to employer, hey, let's design work for well-being, and that can mean a million things. And there are a million ways that any employer could go about doing that. So what we see is organizations really struggle to conceptualize a roadmap to achieve a workplace that will allow an employee to thrive. But we know that there are best practices that employers can follow. So what we've done is created an analytical tool that will allow an employer to input data about themselves, and then it will provide them with scoring within what we call our seven benchmarks. So each of these benchmarks helps an employer kind of root into a specific area of best practice. So for example, benchmark one is committed and aligned leadership. And we know that this is really important to creating a healthy workplace. So we have created best practices within that benchmark, and then an employer can assess themselves through the checklist. So the checklist goes through all seven of those benchmarks and those, um, and it's about 150 item questionnaire. And then it will also benchmark an employer in their industry, size, and region. So what we don't want is a health system with 40,000 employees to be compared to a company that sells printers with 200 employees, right? So we want to make sure that not only is that employer getting really healthy data back on themselves, but then they can compare that with how that's situated against other similar employers. Amazing. I know for, for our internal wellness team at, at CG, we've, we've, um, we've resonated with Benchmark 2, which is collaboration and supportive wellness. And we, so we've really tried to make an effort for each company we work with, use and, and develop wellness champions. That's been a big one for us. And then even the other big one has been Benchmark 5 on choosing initiatives that, that support the whole employee. So for example, we've done and, and are asked to do initiatives on work-life balance, financial wellness, and of course, the usual suspects like physical health, 
but those certainly um, for our team benchmark two and five have been a, a focus area. Yeah, that's really great. Always benchmark two for me is like, you know, oftentimes in organizations, you'll hear them say, well, the left hand just doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. benchmark two is ensuring that when you do implement something, you know that it's meaningful, but really recognizing how that thing that you're implementing is impacting other departments and receiving feedback from them about what is the thing that should be implemented in the first place. Very cool. Very cool. And you mentioned the another phrase about an audit being an analytical tool because we've been, you know, we have meetings and it's always nice to to share that that qualitative like verbal feedback. But certainly when you have something that's quantitative and perhaps can develop a number along those lines in an analytical sense, it's we find it it um it helps track progress over time. And so for companies and whatnot, um, what do you think about this? You know, they're they're doing the checklist and they're trying to essentially answer yes to, to as many questions as they can and improve over time. But is there any kind of practical tips you have for companies on how to really uh, fulfill the checklist as much as possible, say yes to as many questions as possible? Like what are some, some practical tips for, for companies as they're going through the checklist? Well, I, I want to go back to something you said about the analytical tool real quick, and then I'll definitely get into the practical tips. Yeah. But, you know, oftentimes leaders will say, how do I know that our investment in wellness is working? And that's a really healthy question that any leader should ask about any initiative that they're putting money behind. And so we want as wellness professionals to be able to answer that question. And certainly if they're our client, we need to be able to answer that question. And one of the things that checklist tool can do is actually provide a trend analysis over time. So when a leader asks that question, how do we know this is working? Especially when we're talking about something that is intangible that you said, you know, we can provide some qualitative feedback about, but to really root that into some quantitative metrics is so helpful and to put it in an image that's really easy for anyone to at a glance understand, even though we're doing some nuanced and strategic organization development. We don't need everyone to be an expert in that, but we do need to provide them data that's easy to follow and easy to read. And, you know, a lot of times people will say, you know, well, this wellness stuff is fluff. You know, we talk about work-life balance. How do I really measure that? And it's like, you know, if you were to ask any leader if innovation was imperative to their business success, they would say yes. No one would call innovation because it's intangible fluff. So I think that it's really important that we, as we've come out of the pandemic and leaders are really curious with, you know, the great resignation and the, the economic turmoil that people are facing and they're, they're really understanding the value of well-being for their workplaces, that we really root it in some healthy analytical data and be able to trend that over time. And that's what the checklist can do. And when it comes to the practical aspect of that, the tips, is to be really honest. So sometimes somebody will call and say, am I, um, you know, as the wellness director, the best person to take this? Because it's looking at a lot of functions of the business. And the answer is yes, because oftentimes, whether you're the consultant or the HR director who's been tasked with wellness, or if you're lucky enough to be in a company that has a wellness director, 
you know, you are looking at the business through a very unique lens. And, and though you're certainly going to be subjective in your responses to things, the more honest that you can be in the lens that you're looking through, the better feedback that you're going to get. So if you get a score that comes back and says the leadership is not committed and not aligned, well, then you have something really meaningful to go back and talk to leadership about. If you come back in low in benchmark three, which is collecting meaningful data, then you can go back to leadership and say, look, we've got to do a better job or I need to work more strategically with some of these other departments to get at some better data so that we're spending our money in the right direction. When you're in the consultant seat, the reason it's really important that the employer answer these questions honestly, so don't just click yes to as many questions as possible, is when the client is you know, potentially losing focus or doesn't, isn't interested in following a strategy or wants to point back to the solution that was implemented as the problem because there weren't enough people participating in it, when you know that that solution was never going to be successful because there are these other issues in the organization, it's really helpful to have that robust data set to speak truthfully to and to keep the client rooted in a strategic path forward. It's, it's refreshing to hear, for sure, the, the idea of completing the checklist honestly, and then that's what can actually help you moving forward. That's interesting, Maggie. And on that kind of similar question, the last question for you here is, as you yourself or other stakeholders at Walcoa or the individuals that you, you've talked to throughout the, throughout the country and whatnot there, completing the checklist, whether it be consultants or clients, and you've seen them grow, you've seen them do the checklist and maybe have um, positive trends over time. Do you mind sharing any kind of success stories that, that you've seen in terms of the well workplace checklist really coming alive and making a difference for people and for companies? Yeah, actually, we have this one really, I mean, we've, we've seen this data, we felt we went back um, and looked at several cohorts and case studies to understand the real value of this tool when we put it into play in real life. And I'll share one particular group. They were just outside of a major metropolis. They were losing talent to that major metropolis. And so a group had come in and said, you know, let's develop this region to become a region that attracts talent. And they had, it was a multifaceted approach. Only one of those facets was corporate wellness. And they decided to leverage the Wakoa checklist as the tool to help these organizations in this region develop. So there were 51 companies involved in this um, collective movement to develop and become an employer of choice, employers of choice. And after one year, leveraging the Wellcoa Well Workplace process and utilizing the Wellcoa Well Workplace checklist to assess their progress, they had a 17% improvement over similar employers in their region across every benchmark. So all seven benchmarks, the average improvement above other employers in the region was 17%. So, you know, that's really impressive data. And what that tells us is that if we take a Wellcoa checklist and we put it in the hands of capable consultants who can use this tool with their clients, we see 
a lot healthier development of those businesses when we've got that talent working through that with them. Yeah, that's so nice to hear. And it sounds like too that it was done even, you know, not just, uh, I think you mentioned uh, at the municipal level, um, so so public uh, public sector employees versus, um, I know I've, I've seen personally research in, in the private corporate sector, but it's nice to hear something from that, that perspective and that industry of municipalities in, the, in, in, in that case. So thanks for sharing the success story, Maggie. And what's really unique actually about that group is that it wasn't delivered through the public health entity. Uh, we do have several of those success stories, but this one in particular was leveraged through a private equity firm and their development and investment in the industry in that region. Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay. Kind of the world's coming together there. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. So that, that's great, Maggie. We talked about uh, Walcoa, the Well Workplace Checklist. You mentioned a very practical tip for everyone listening, as well as a, a success story here. As we wrap up, is there any sort of um, uh, like a parting message or a, a resource or a website link you'd like to ever to direct everyone to, to maybe learn more about Walcoa or just a, a final concluding message from you about Walcoa or about the, the wellness work that you're doing? Yeah, you know, everyone can obviously go to wellcoa.org to learn more about Walcoa and, and the things that we're up to. Um, and I think my final message would really be that just like we see in a region with a private equity firm investing in companies and really acknowledging the role that corporate wellness plays as one lane in which we can make really um, metered improvement in our workplaces, it is evident that more than ever, leaders are paying attention to the ways in which wellness creates an employer of choice and a future-proof business. So I think that this work is more valuable than ever, and we need to solve real business problems and be able to speak to the issues that they're facing. And Wellcoa can support your success in doing that. Indeed so. And with that said, Maggie, thank you again for your time on this episode of the CG Zest Wellness Podcast.